0: We go to Luke 2, tells about the setting and the story of Christ's birth. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken since Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged with him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I
1: love Christmas time. I love when things begin to transform. Right after Thanksgiving, moving into the Christmas season, I was driving by the Georgetown Square and I saw the workers out hanging lights on the trees and I started to get excited about the transformation that's going to occur in our very own community. Streets change. City squares change. I walked around Georgetown Square during the Christmas stroll. Talk about transformation. I could not believe it. It was amazing. I just love how Christmas changes everything. Houses are changed, yards are changed, restaurants are decorated, uh, shopping malls change. Everything takes on this, this scene of Christmas. It's really interesting that if you are a person or you are in charge of decorating a place, when you change because of Christmas, you're really normal, part of the routine if you don't accept this change that comes with christmas you're kind of seen as the oddity like you missed the biggest memo in the world everything changes when christmas arrives i love how christmas changes everything all the way back to the very first christmas christmas began changing everything mary and joseph made the difficult journey from nazareth all the way to Bethlehem because of a mandated census. Now, the the timing of that census probably felt like a major inconvenience to Mary and Joseph because she was so very pregnant. But the place of the census, that made everything make sense because where Mary was going to give birth, gave evidence to the orchestration of God. Hundreds of years before, there was written by a prophet of God that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph make it all the way to Bethlehem. She is about to give birth, and Joseph is tasked with the the really necessary job of finding a place to stay. Now, I don't know about Joseph, but I know that if I was in that situation, my wife about to give birth, and I had one job to do, it's to find a place to stay, that things would become a little bit tense if I came back and said, Well, I'm not sure we're going to find a place to stay in Bethlehem. Can you imagine what that'd be like, guys? Pretty serious moment. I suspect maybe Joseph asked Mary to go to the door with him thinking maybe if they saw her and that she was pregnant, about to give birth, maybe they'd make a room available. But to no avail, they found no room in Bethlehem. Somehow, some way, they found a place to stay, but it was not a room. It was the place where animals are kept. Mary and Joseph had to go into a place where they keep animals. And that's where Mary gave birth. That is just mind-boggling to think that it all unfolded in a place where animals are kept. Mary and Joseph, after Mary gave birth, took the baby Jesus and wrapped Jesus in cloths and laid him in a feed trough because there was no room for Jesus. Bethlehem and not far from Bethlehem there were some shepherds out in their fields watching over their flock by night maybe it was a cool night like tonight perhaps they were sitting around a circle around a fire talking about things that shepherds talk about once their sheep have bedded down and they think the night is just gonna go on as normal All of a sudden, whatever the shepherds were doing, everything came to a screeching halt when the angel showed up, and the glory of God enveloped the shepherds. Their attention was captured by the angel, and yet fear was driving their eyes away from the angel. They were terrified, and that's when the angel spoke. And the first words out of the angel's mouth were, do not be afraid. Have you ever been so scared you can't speak, so scared you don't even know what to do, and somebody tells you, don't be afraid? That doesn't work, right? you got to have more than just don't be afraid. And the words that came out of the angel's mouth were so much more than just don't be afraid. The angel said to the shepherds, I have good news of great joy. For all people. All people. When the angel announced good news of great joy for all people, it was a message that every single person has room in their lives for Jesus. This is good news of great joy for all people. The angel said to the shepherds that today, this day, a Savior has been born in the city of David, Jesus Christ the Lord. The shepherds were told they'd be given a sign. Here is the sign. A baby you will find wrapped in cloths and laid in a feed trough. That was the sign. Isn't it interesting that the sign that the shepherds were given is the centerpiece of our Christmas celebration? We celebrate Christmas because of a baby, in a manger. In all these years we've been celebrating Jesus born in a manger and we decorate and we celebrate and everything changes because of Christmas and the centerpiece is the baby in the manger. Do you realize that everywhere all around you are constant reminders during Christmas that we have the opportunity to make room for Jesus in our own hearts? is good news of great joy for all people. Immediately, the shepherds were surrounded in the sky, this multitude of angels singing out a song of rejoicing and celebration, glory to God in the highest. Can you imagine what it'd be like to see the sky lit up with angels singing praises to God after the declaration, this exclamation point that Jesus, the Savior of the world, was being born this very day in Bethlehem right next to where you were. It would have left the shepherds speechless I mean what do you say the angels disappear and the shepherds are left there alone however long it took them to be able to speak they eventually started speaking and the words that they uttered were words let's go to Bethlehem we gotta go we gotta see Jesus we have been told that Jesus has been born, the Savior of the world. And we've been told where he is. They left everything. They just got up and they left. They went. They didn't have a map. They didn't know where they'd find him. Nothing would stop them from finding Jesus. They left and they went and they found Jesus exactly as they had been told. What if they had decided that they didn't want to go? They're just going to stay out, take care of the sheep and just Pretend it never happened. The saddest part of that story would be that Jesus would have been in Bethlehem all along and the shepherds would have missed him simply because they did not believe that if they went to look for Jesus, they'd find him just as they were told. One of the most remarkable things about Jesus is that he always is who he says he is and he always does what he says he will do shepherds, they went and found him, and they were so excited about meeting this baby, the Savior of the world, that when they left Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they started telling everybody. They wanted everybody to know who they'd found. Their lives had been transformed in that moment, so much so that they now had a story to tell everybody because they'd met the Savior. He changed their lives. Christmas changes everything. Because Jesus changes lives. What we hope for our time together tonight, as you've made this a part of your Christmas celebration, is that this moment might provide a Bethlehem moment for you. That this might be the moment you decide, I want to come and see Jesus, if you decide that you want to make room in your life for Jesus Christ and you seek after him, you will find exactly what the shepherds found. Jesus is exactly who he says he is. And he will do exactly what he says he will do. Make room in your heart for Jesus. Come and see. Don't miss this Bethlehem moment in your celebration
2: of Christmas. Let us hear together the word of God through Matthew the Evangelist. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, where is he who was, has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people, Israel.
1: When the wise men entered into Jerusalem, the holy city, they came in with their entourage, Began to ask around, where is this one that's to be born king of the Jews? They came to Jerusalem because this is the capital city. This is the city where everything should be happening. This is the place where people are living that know everything that has been written about the coming Messiah. And the wise men rolled into Jerusalem, began asking around and discover, much to their surprise, that nobody in town is wondering about the Messiah wouldn't that be interesting to come in make that massive journey come into the place you think should know everything you need to know should be buzzing with excitement and full of joy and anticipation should be making every provision for the moment when the Savior is born and you walk into that town and nobody has a clue what you're talking about Well, it stirs things up The whole town becomes troubled over what's been said, and word gets to Herod, the king over Judea, at that time the reigning, ruling king over the Jews. He was a very jealous king. He hated any threats to his position. So when he heard rumors of a king to be born, king of the Jews, he wanted to find out what was going on, so he called the people that should know. He called the people that should have been aware of what was going on, and he brought them together and says, where is the Messiah going to be born? We got this group, this entourage from the east that has come in saying, this is the time. And he finds out that the Christ child is to be born in Bethlehem. The Magi get really excited about that, and they're ready to go find Jesus. And Herod commands them, when you find him, come back and tell me. I'd like to go worship him. Translate, I'd like to go kill him because I don't want any threat to my position. He gives that command to the magi, the wise men. They make their way towards Bethlehem. And what's really interesting about their departure from Jerusalem is that they depart Jerusalem alone. Isn't that strange? They would come into Jerusalem, the city full of all the people who knew exactly what God had said over hundreds of years about the coming of the Messiah. And when they come in to find the Messiah, they go to see the Messiah alone. All the people that should have been seeking after Jesus don't go to find Jesus. But the wise men, they go. I mean, I guess they could have decided in that moment, you know what? If nobody else in Jerusalem is excited about this, why should we be? Let's just pack it on home. Had they done that, Jesus still would have been in Bethlehem. And they would have missed him. But they didn't do that. They went on to Bethlehem all by themselves to find Jesus. And you know what they found? They found Jesus exactly like the scripture said they would find him. They found him and they worshiped him. They brought gifts to give him, not just to honor him as a king. No, it was more than that. When they gave the gifts To Jesus they had brought from the east. They gave those gifts. And knelt before the child. And worshipped the child. Not as a king. But as more than a king. They gave him honor that's due a king. But they gave him worship. That is due God. They made a decision. That this king of the Jews. Was really. King of kings. Lord of lords. Savior and God of the world. Remember, Herod had told them, you've got to come back and tell me where you find the child, Jesus. And they were under command of the king to return. But that night in a dream, God spoke to them and said, do not go back to Herod. Instead, go home. When the wise men woke up from their dream, they had a decision to make. Would we pay attention to the king of the land? Or would we pay attention to Jesus Christ, the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Well, they packed up all their stuff and they followed God all the way home because they had met Jesus Christ and Jesus changes lives. I wonder how many people, when they got home, they told about Jesus, meeting Jesus, seeing the child how amazing it was to meet the Christ. Their lives had been changed because they met Jesus. And Jesus always is who he says he is. And he always does what he says he will do. You know, Bethlehem for the wise men was not really their destination. It was just a stopping point in their journey. But that stopping point in Bethlehem gave them a place and a time for a new way to live. They left Bethlehem and they went back home with a new life because they had a new king and his name was Jesus. What we hope for us tonight is that this moment might not just be a Bethlehem moment in the sense that we come and see. That Jesus is exactly who He says He is. But it might be a Bethlehem moment in the sense that it marks a brand new life. By trusting in Christ and finding out for yourselves that Jesus is exactly who He says He is. Do you know what Jesus says in the book of John and the book of Revelation? He says, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me, He says, I want you, if you are thirsty for life, I want you to come to me and to drink of life. Because if you believe in me, from your heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. Jesus says, I am the first and the last. I am the Almighty. He says, I was once dead, but now I am alive forevermore. I hold the keys to death and Hades, and I am going to make everything brand new. Yes, I am coming again. Jesus is exactly who he says he is, and he will do exactly what he says he will do. He changes lives. If that weren't the case, do you really think that all these Christmases would have gone by and we'd still be celebrating Christmas? The only reason we still celebrate Christmas after all these Christmases passed is because every single Christmas from the first one till now, Jesus is changing lives. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And this marks our opportunity to make room for Jesus in our lives. To decide that we will surrender our lives to him as our king and live a brand new life because he will always be in your life what he says he will be. And he will always do in your life what he says he will do. That's while we celebrate Christmas.